Hey, this is the French Canadian Frankenstein Ring of Honor star TCO, and you're listening to WNS. You are now listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your wrestling information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or find us on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron and Tyler Hebert. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler A. Bear. We welcome you to episode 449 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook by WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, Dominus Podcast, on YouTube, Dominus Video, and on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, Satchel, iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Hey! You can also follow us on Twitter, Dominus Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Dominus underscore Dan. Follow Tyler, Tyler underscore A Bear. So welcome to the show. We have got a lot to talk about this week. Lots going on. We're going to talk about WrestleMania nights one and two, Raw, AEW. Uh, I forgot to write down NXT, but we'll talk about NXT next. Yes, and we got Um, an interview. Hot topics. Yes, we do have an interview. Ring of Honor superstar PCO. Yeah, heard at the start of the show. So, uh, really cool to get down to be able to to talk to him for a little bit. And I hope you guys stick around and enjoy that as well. So, uh, Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, hanging in there. I feel better today. Good. Good. Um, well, yeah, man, we're slowly uh, going through. Slowly. I mean, technically, it is slowly. Uh, this pandemic, you know, because one day at a time. That, man, that that's, that's that's pretty much what it is, mm-hmm. and um, it's just scary. Um, I know with us um, in our area. Well, even Trump said it that uh, he doesn't want he want everything is shut down. Well, except except for essential people mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. Things uh, are shut down, except it's not. <laughs> yeah, uh, until like what the end of April, or do you say May? It'll probably be the end of April. Yeah, April. If not further. I'm going to think, I think further, to be honest with you. But, you know, it's just, um, I really don't go anywhere except for work. And uh, we do a grocery pickup. Um, I had to go into the post office today because for my work, I had to, because I work in a shipping and receiving department. Yeah. Um, I had to go in and, and bring the school's mail. And there was a lot of people in there. I wore masks and gloves and all that stuff. Um, and at the counter, they only let two people in at that area. Mm-hmm. And they had these little shields. Yep. On, I don't know a if you've seen of, it. Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't see it in the post office, but a lot of uh, grocery stores have started implementing that as well. Yeah. A little uh, cough shield. Or so something. what I've been told is every Thursday now the schools are going to have big mail outs. Hmm. So I have to go every Thursday. I'm like crap because before it was just little mail like you know stuff like that and it's put in the box. I do a little yeah. drive through thing, but yeah, just keep your distance. Uh, and, yeah, and you'll be I'm fine. still nervous. You know, I I still read those horror stories and stuff that you read and people dying left and right from it the complications uh the people that are in it the thick of it to the uh the healthcare providers all the people who are on the front line yeah. helping saving people uh, it's just overwhelming it's, it's very it overwhelming and that's why they wanted people to stay home so they don't yeah. get overwhelmed because it's easier to deal with 10 patients coming into the hospital than 100 all at once yep and so that's that's the whole purpose of the whole isolation thing going on right now um you know, I know it's it is trying times and uh, it is scary, but uh, I'm really enjoying 
reading the success stories, the people who are yeah. recovering, yep. like the 103-year-old great-grandmother who survived. That's and, nuts. Yeah. That is amazing. She's like, you know what? <laughs> I can do it. So y'all just keep fighting. <laughs> it, it, it Okay, so it, it's like, it must be like, different like you may get a mild case i don't know yeah. if that's a thing is that a thing well, a mild well, case compared to like well and that's the worse? thing you could have the virus in your system and not know it and that's why they're encouraging people to stay home can you ever get it in your system and not really show symptoms yes. at all yeah just pass it yes really yes okay and that's why they've that's why they've told people just stay home don't go near anybody i hope not one distance. of us has it because we've been well i've been a podcast I, well i've been near my father who you know has been recently out of the hospital, so I've had to take extra precautions whenever I go to visit him because you know he can't get out of the house right now, mm-hmm. and so I've been having to go to the grocery store and yeah. to the and to the post. You wear a mask or anything, or you just oh, wear we've gloves? got gloves and all that, and I make sure to wash my hands. And if there's anyone nearby, I just keep I, my distance. I do that from too them. because working in a shipping and receiving department for a school district. Um, for what I'm working out, I don't get out, but FedEx and UPS, they drop packages in. Mm-hmm. I don't help them take the stuff off their trucks. They put it on the table when they leave because I don't sign nothing. They just see that I saw them mm-hmm. bring them in there. I spray the box down with disinfectant a lot. Yeah. Wait a few minutes and I open. I wear gloves. I open it up, checking the stuff I have to. I'm still spraying so Taking stuff. precautions. Yes. So. It's good. So um, it, it's still it's still pretty scary though. Yeah. Um, I know we had a conversation last night about, you know, how things have gone down because April, mm. we've, <laughs> this month we were supposed to have a big party for WrestleMania. You know, we were supposed to go to Disney. We were going to go to AEW when it came to Houston. Yep. I know we're super bummed, but, you know, and, but I, I'm just glad that we're alive. <laughs> we get, yeah, we get to go. We don't have to worry about going to the hospital and, yeah, and all that right now. To be honest with you, so. I, I'm super bummed. I'm wrong. I'm super bummed. Uh, we try to reschedule our thing with Disney, and hopefully we can go the time we scheduled it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Same with AEW. Yes. You know, we, we, don't know. To, we were supposed to go late yeah. April in Houston, and it's been postponed mm-hmm. to November, which is kind of a bummer. We just don't know how everything's going to go. We have to take it day by day. Mm-hmm. In Well, and you also have to think this is going to have... Mm-hmm major implications for stuff going forward yeah uh you know like i hate to use it as an, an example but after 9-11 there were a lot of procedures at the hospital at the airports yes that are still being used today yeah. you know you still gotta scan the shoes and go through extra testing and stuff like that so it's probably going to be like that for the foreseeable future whenever, until you, they whenever can, you go somewhere. Well, yeah, and also until I know researchers, scientists are working hard day and night mm-hmm. to find a, not a cure, but a vaccine yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to scare people, but when you get a chance, go on the internet and look up, I think it's the 1980, 1918 Spanish flu, mm-hmm. that pandemic. And just read up on it, and yeah. you'll see some similarities of uh, what what was said back then to now. Yeah, of how it came along, people not taking it uh, serious. Well, uh, I, th- well, I to- think that's how most <clears throat> yeah. most pandemics turn out. It's like ah, it's not that serious, and then it's like oh yeah, this is actually it pretty serious. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying this is going to happen, but what I read, they didn't get a vaccine. I mean, we have uh, technology, yeah, way better than back then. Uh, so it happened in 1918. Mm-hmm. They didn't found a, they didn't get a vaccine until I think like 
1940. Wow. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen here. No. There's going to be some time. Yeah. Yes. But um, I heard at most it would be like 18 months, which is a long time. Yeah. But if, but, they, if they can yeah. do it, though. But if we can have it to where it dies down, starts to go away. And that's also another thing I read, though, because it was like when it got hot, I think like it went away and then when it got mm. colder, it came back before they found the, the vaccine and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's still. I just crack up because, you know, all my extrovert friends are like freaking out and getting stir crazy. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm, 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 I'm a homebody. Me too. Like okay. I come home from work and I'm like, I'm okay not going anywhere for the rest of the day. Yeah. Like a, a good weekend for me when it's not hanging out with, with you or hanging out with some of my other friends, like a good weekend for me. Sitting on the couch watching TV, yeah, having a movie marathon, yeah. Like this is nothing for me. Like I'm, heck, during uh, the last hurricane, I spent four months working from home. The only time I left was to run errands, like, yeah, go get groceries or pay yeah. a bill or something. Like I'm totally okay with all this, like staying home. And, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> and we play video games too. Yeah, man, it's crazy that we went and got Animal Crossing, and then like a day later all the game stops shut down. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh my well, God. What's so hilarious Imagine is... if you would have been like, oh, I'll just go and get it tomorrow. I'm no. Like, nope. I mean, you can uh, download it download it d- digitally or, I mean, I think but if you Target, already reserved a copy Walmart or something. was open too. Yeah. But uh, GameStop tried to claim that they're essential. <laughs> like, no, you're not essential. I'm sorry. Totally essential. <laughs> I'm sorry, GameStop. You're not. <laughs> Essential to some. <clears throat> to some. What are the games? What are the streamers gonna play if they can't go to their GameStop and You can go to other stores to get games and you can also download stuff digitally. Yes. So yeah. PC gamers. Mm-hmm. But what are they gonna do? Yeah. I mean Absolutely GameStop is nothing out of an ordinary sli- I mean they're what they're on their way to being bankrupt anyway. Yeah. That's that's also sad when that if that ever happens because that's like from my childhood. <laughs> I like I I was what middle school maybe whenever mm-hmm. they started up what's crazy <clears throat> is that we do have a GameStop, but we also have that game exchange store yeah and i'm like how does that store stay open yeah i, don't like, I never see anybody going i've been there one. once or twice but yeah i don't go in there all the time it's like nuts eh. yeah I, I wonder how they're gonna stay open or how they, i don't know it's weird but I, d- I do think that this is going to change a lot of things yes. for the future i think we're going to see a lot more uh, students taking online classes now that they're kind of forced to right now. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a surge in homeschooling going up. You think so? I think so because I think parents are going to be like, you know what? We were able to get through this and I don't want my kids to be in a cesspool of germs. Little, yeah, because yeah. every time the new school season starts, the kids come home sick because they're all in the same rooms together, all yeah. spreading the you know different germs and all that. So for the first few weeks, everyone's sick, mm-hmm. and so it's like I don't want my kids to be exposed to that. I'd rather them be home where I know that they're safe and I know yeah. what they're learning. Yeah. But it's crazy man, it also it also shows the importance of our teachers, our <laughs> our nurses, our first responders. So I think hopefully once all this blows over, that there will be some sort of law in place to get them a little bit more financial support, you know, that they could use because, yeah. you know, for years it's always been, well, what's going to save us money? What's going to, you know, we got to cut corners and this is going to 
cost of the teacher stuff. It's like, well, now we're seeing how important they are. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, being part of a member of the media, you know, it's like, wow, okay, I'm pretty crucial in in keeping things going to have people Um, informed. That's kind of like the same for me because I work for a school district, but I'm in the shipping and receiving and... You know, the, I help out the teachers and stuff and all mm-hmm. the stuff. They need their supplies that come that come through. Still, like yeah. last week, I had to bring. Uh, I think it was twenty cases of paper mm-hmm. to the high school because um, they have to print out and get all their stuff out to the people. Like yeah. they're still sending things out. Like there's like a drive through at the high school <laughs> where like they hand out the packets to the mm-hmm. people or whatever. I saw that the, um, one of the middle schools had the drive through for lunch. Yeah. They also do the food too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, it's just crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy world we're getting, we're in right now. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully things will return to normal and uh, we'll even talk whatever to the new normal will be. Yeah. Well, as close to normal as we can get. Yeah. I'm just ready for, the crazy year that has been 2020 yeah. to like you can't go back to uh, just touching things and licking your fingers you know well <laughs> I mean yeah. that kid just touched the wall and then licked his hand what are you doing <laughs> did you see the video of that girl like that little girl like licking a handrail or something is that part of the new fad of all no. the stuff that's on the internet no it was like a six year old kid oh just like I gotcha standing in line or something oh. with her mom and just bah. oh god I'm like oh no 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 don't do that don't do that <coughs> so what you're saying is don't lick it oh my gosh <laughs> don't eat, also don't eat that chip off the floor you know yeah, um, don't just don't do yeah, it it's don't not do good it. for anybody I mean, yeah so you the dog like where they peed and it's just not good for anybody yeah. so anywho uh, man what a weekend <laughs> excuse me um it was for wrestlemania yeah this was by far the strangest wrestlemania in history but it very you were right very like the strangest but we had some awesome moments mm-hmm. uh the whole thing overall wasn't the greatest no but they had some awesome amazing moments that i don't think we would have gotten no if it wasn't for all this situation. No, absolutely And you not. know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. The two mm-hmm. matches, which I don't know. One was a brawl and one was a... I mean, they're both movies. That's what they right. were. They were cinematic experience. And which was amazing. Both of them. Yeah. I loved them both. Yeah. So, uh, for first off, this was moved to making two nights. So, yeah. that's, the first, that's the first big thing. Because originally, this was going to be one big night in yeah. Tampa. And good Lord, those poor fans who would have had to sit yeah. for eight hours i wish i know they were taping it but i wish gronk would have changed his uh, jacket i wish gronk would have not, not been, been there, there. <laughs> oh <laughs> i want to say this i'm gonna take it a step further i this wish he wasn't there at all probably been the most that um mojo has been over or has he's been not sho- over or been not over that's not what i mean the most been TV shown yeah. on wrestlemania at least yeah Hey, man, I wonder if that was a deal. It's like, okay, hey, Gronk's like, I'll come in and do this, but you got to give some time to my boy Mojo. Probably. It's like I want to have some interaction with him because he's my best friend. It's probably what it was. So, <clears throat> WrestleMania, we didn't watch the kickoff. We actually didn't watch it together, which kind of bummed me out because I would have loved to have all our all our friends over watching it and yeah. doing like we normally did. But Make that money, but yeah. no one won anything. I don't know if I would have won this year because... <clears throat> Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so the kickoff match was Cesaro versus Drew Gulak. I missed that one. We yeah, we didn't we didn't watch either of the kickoff matches, or at least I didn't watch the kickoff matches. I watched the kickoff match that's so called for the second day. Okay. For the Liv Morgan and Natalia? Yep. Okay. Well the first night we're gonna talk about the first night first and second night second. What I wanna talk about the second night first and the first night Damn. second. It's our shit. You Just write joking. the script next week. Dang it. <laughs> um so Cesaro going up against Drew Gulak. Was it? Oh, you didn't watch that. I was like, was it I good? I, sure, absolutely. Because these are two athletes that are <laughs> awesome and are amazing. Twelve stars. So I saw a lot of people commenting on it, and I was like, "What's the deal?" So I was on Twitter scrolling through, getting ready for the show, and I saw everyone commenting about the kickoff match, and I'm like, "What's happening there?" So it turns out, after years of anticipation, waiting for when the time <laughs> would come when we were going to see Cesaro pull off the ufo in wwe he goes and does God. it on the wwe kickoff match that neither of us watched so for those unaware cesaro does an airplane spin he then takes his hands off of his opponent who are on his shoulders and puts, puts them on, on his, his hips. hips yes and that is called the ufo but he keeps on spinning <laughs> and then when he's spinning. done he grabs the person and slams him to the ground yeah and that's what he did to defeat Drew Gulak. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, he used the he used the <clears throat> UFO as his finisher. That's awesome. Now knowing Vince or uh, it's, it's it's not the same, but it's kind of the same. The same thing as the swing, and that got over. They're like, mm-hmm. well, do the UFO now. Yeah, I don't know if I would recommend it though. Not on everyone. You yeah, <laughs> very on on light guys. Sure, do it on Braun. No. Oh God! No. He's done it on big people before. In he the has past. in the past, yes. But but I wouldn't. He's a little older, and that neck, you know. Yeah. He's a Swiss Superman, man. I wouldn't want him to take any chances, yeah. but I'm also not. That's gl- I'm glad that he did that. Now, since you do that, well, I know this is up there. We don't know if we're going to have a WWE game next year or coming up or whatever. <laughs> but if they do decide, put that shit in there. And here's the thing: if we do end up getting a WWE video game for the next year. Will WrestleMania be the stage it was supposed to be, or will we get the NX or the Performance Center empty arena for? They should do that. They should do that. I think you yeah. should get both. Yeah, both. <coughs> Pre-order and get both today. Yeah. Otherwise, you get one, and we're not going to tell you which one it is. Ooh. And then you'll have to download the other one later. God damn it! Shit. <laughs> so going on to the main card, we got to see the team of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross going up against the Kabuki Warriors for the Women's Tag you know, Team Championship. It's so funny. My niece was over um, this that, that weekend, and she, she wanted to watch it. She likes wrestling now. Yay. And it's so funny. Uh, I also confused her with a lot of things. But um, first of all, she was asking, like, is this person good? Is this person bad? I was using different, like, words and stuff. Like, okay, this person's a good guy. This person's a, a bad guy. And stuff like that. Um, and then she usually would pick who she would want but um i confused her at the end because i tried to tell her <laughs> wrestling's predetermined <laughs> i went straight for do that and it confused the hell out of her i was like i shouldn't have said that next you're gonna said. tell her that santa claus isn't she's real 10 and... she's 10 Mm-mm. and that's too young to know the truth so. i know and i shouldn't have but that that was after the first night i, I told her that and the second night a second uh, one she was because the first day she was asking i was like she was like okay so they're doing this move so it's like but it, 
they pick who wins and everyone knows like no 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 the company does i was like okay i need to stop i just need to stop and just let her watch it as is so i think hopefully she forgets that little part see this is your test run for when your daughter grows up yeah you now know that 10 is too early to let the fans know or to let her know yeah the the truth behind wrestling Mm -hmm. well also that helps you out too so whenever you have a kid you know it'll be past 10 when you could tell them about this my child's never finding out (laughs) it's gonna be it's still real to me damn it okay that's actually good (laughs) believe that uh, because even though my dad, it was so hilarious. My dad got into it so much, and even though he knew that it was like predetermined, mm-hmm. uh, like oh man, you know, I've said this multiple times on the podcast. Uh, what was it? Daniel Bryan and Kane fighting each other? I don't know what he, uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan guy. can't beat Kane. Look how big he is, you know, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So whatever. Same so, thing. Same thing with my wife. Whenever we started dating, and she was like, "So what are you into?" I was like, "Well, I'm into wrestling." She's like, "Oh, that fake stuff." <laughs> I was like, "Well." There's more to it than that. Yeah. Yes, it's predetermined, whatever. I was like, but let me let me show you some of the matches, and I'll like kind of explain it, like some of the stuff that I know, and you know, some of the stuff that the casual fan might not catch on on regular TV. And so um, through that, she watched some, and I hope she became somewhat of a fan. I know she was a fan of Sheamus until he shaved his head. And, <laughs> um, That's so funny. Little notes that were funny um, throughout us watching it um what was it she was mad Shayna lost yeah she couldn't believe oh yeah that's her favorite yes throughout both nights she could not believe that Shayna lost she mm. goes becky is not good at all oh she does not like becky at all oh this is why she called him the man and you know what's so funny she was asking certain things it's like why is this this person doing this mm-hmm. i was like well usually what happens when the bad person's like uh doing this they're trying to get um the crowd to not like them and stuff like that. She goes, Oh yeah, that's smart. That's smart. And I was t- <laughs> telling her stuff like that. It's like, why is this person clapping in the corner? I was like, well, usually, usually uh, there's a crowd, there's a crowd <laughs> there's trying to along. pump this person up. Who's getting beat up mm-hmm. and the support of the crowd is supposed to lift them up and power through. Yeah. Whatever's happening. Encouragement. And she's like, yeah, that's so smart. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, what was the other one that cracked me up? Oh, I can't remember it. It, it was so funny. Oh, Edge, Randy Orton, Edge, the whole match. She oh, was God. like, oh, who's going to win? I was like, Edge. And, and and I didn't say why. And like Orton was beating the heck out of Edge. She's like, you really think Edge is going to win? I was like, yeah, Edge, <laughs> Edge is going to win. Edge, I'm, I'm not kidding you. The whole th- I think she asked me about seven times. And at the end, she goes, Edge won? How did you know? I was like, I just guessed. <laughs> I know. I know. She couldn't believe that Edge won. <laughs> I kept on. She, it, you get the shit beyond, oh, who's going to win now? Edge. I just kept on saying Edge. I can just imagine your face and her reaction had Randy Orton won. <laughs> you were like, shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was like, I told you that Edge was going to lose. It's, it's, it's pretty funny with her. It's fun watching with a younger audience because like, you think back to the when you were little and you were watching wrestling and you're like, did I have those kind of reactions or questions yeah. and all that? So. When everything goes back to semi-normal, uh, I want to go to a local wrestling show mm-hmm. and I want us to go and I want to bring my niece. Yeah. You got to see her reactions. It'd be fun. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. You have to introduce her to some of the wrestlers or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, uh, so Alexa Bliss teaming up with Nikki Cross going up against Kabuki Warriors. Women's Tag Championship on the line. Um, this was a, really a showcase for Nikki Cross, uh, more than anything. Um, yeah. 
as reports have been coming out, Kabuki Warriors might be splitting up. Um, rumor has it that Kyrie Sane's contract is coming to an end, so she might be looking to explore other options. Yeah. Hence why Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are more than likely the reason as to why they won. <laughs> but uh, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, you're new. Two-time. New, new. Women's Tag Team Champions. Uh, Elias defeated King Corbin, which takes us next to Becky Lynch versus <laughs> Shayna Baszler. You know what's so funny Let's about that Let's be honest. Match? There's nothing yes. to talk about in what, that match. Yeah, no, I agree. What's so funny is that, uh, you know... That should have uh, been the kickoff match or yeah, something. Yeah, Riley is new to all this. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I don't care for these two. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. Out of the miles of babes. <laughs> All right. Becky Lynch going versus Shayna Baszler for the Raw Women's title. Man. So, I said something to you through a message. And I was like, something's off. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's angles. And you're like, the cutaways and the edits. I was like, something seems a little mm-hmm. weird. In which, that's that, that's that's what it was. But um, it just threw me off. There was some definite post-editing done. Uh, multiple <clears throat> takes done that I noticed. Um, especially... In uh, the Otis Dolph Ziggler match, there was a huge one, and it drove me nuts because <laughs> uh, when Mandy Rose, and I'm, I'm obviously jumping way ahead, when Mandy Rose came down to like slap um, Sonya Deville, yeah, um, they had a camera angle going straight towards Sonya, then they cut back to hard cam. And you can't even see that camera guy. He's gone. <laughs> Just disappeared. Yeah. So I'm like, obviously, that was the ghost camera. No, it was not <laughs> a ghost camera. But they were obviously multiple takes. Hey, we didn't get a good angle. Let's reshoot this part. Yeah. Whatever. So that, yeah. I mean, there were a few noticeable things. Not necessarily stuff that drove me nuts. But it was kind of like, huh, I caught that. And... It's whatever. At the beginning of the uh, Undertaker AJ Styles one, I was kind of like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. But then I kind of just, like, shut my brain off and, re- you know, and watched it. I had hope from the get-go that these were going to be great. I thought they were going to be cringeworthy. Um, I think I think my heart convinced my brain. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. If it was the main event... Or not main event, like the main championship matches, those were stinkers. <laughs> the women's matches were okay, nothing great, not not even really good. The um, some of the singles matches were really good. I loved. Uh, I don't know how you felt. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus Sammy. I liked it. I don't know how you felt. I thought it was all right. It wasn't like the best, but I liked it. Like even the chicken shit stuff he was doing, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I like all those guys that were around there. That's why I liked it so much. I mean, because yeah. I like them all. To be honest with you, yeah. But Becky Lynch ends up defeating Shayna Baszler in kind of a weak way. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, obviously they're going to continue the feud, but it's like, dude, like, well, okay, uh, so the, uh, if the, she's already uh, lost because of a simple. Yeah, back roll like that. To... It's like the, you it know sucks. The, the character that you're presenting comes off really weak. Like she was you, dominant the whole match, pretty much. Not only that, you had her come in to the main roster 
and just blow through everybody in the elimination chamber. One at a time. I'm just going to pick you off. Boom, boom, boom. I'm going to make quick work of you. And then Becky Lynch wins because of like a back roll or something. You know? Like, that's <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Because when it happened, I was like, I cannot believe they just did that. Yeah. What the hell, man? Yeah. So, I I did not enjoy that ending. I don't... Like, I'm already done with this feud because of how this match ended. Blood feud. Whatever. However you want to call it. Bit your neck. Yeah. So, it's like you talk all this smack and then you lose to a a weak-ass pen. That's a weak-ass pen. So... Yeah. There was another weak-ass pen from this week, and that was the uh, uh, Cody and, and Sean Spears pen. Yeah, man. You didn't see that because you didn't get to catch the end of uh, Dynamite. Uh, I'll jump ahead on that a little bit because... So, okay. Cody hits two crossroads in a row consecutively. Sean Spears kicks out. So, Cody then applies the figure four leg lock. Sean Spears, ah, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Shoulders go down. Ref counts one, two, three. I bet that wasn't supposed to happen. Whether it was or wasn't, it happened. Okay, so AEW's done in the past where it, I think at least two or three times it seems like they've the referees hit three when he wasn't supposed to. Or that's what it seems like. Who knows the truth? But that's pretty weak. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I've heard a lot of people who, you know, like they're like, I've I've watched wrestling for 20 years. That's the first time I've ever seen a pin like that. <laughs> like I've well, never. Man, he's in so much pain. He can't get his shoulders off the mat. Like that's, <laughs> that's his so legs. He's 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 in his head, man. Yeah, and he his legs hurt, and he's he's just thinking too much. Very and he got strange. Pinned. It's just very strange. Making a new normal. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> no. but, but WrestleMania it had some <clears throat> really high moments. It had some low moments that I wish would be edited out of replays. The Gronk of stuff. Anything Gronk. The twenty four seven title. You know, no offense to our truth. Cut that out. Um, I love our truth. I do. Yeah, I love our truth too. He's a great guy. Um, the God, the Braun Strowman Goldberg match was so bad. Yeah, it was. The women's SmackDown title uh, was not good. Go, go back to Braun Goldberg. Is it true? I mean, was it true? Is there stuff heat with like Goldberg? That's why I read something along those lines or something like that. Um, supposedly he. Goldberg did not want to lose to The Fiend because his character, air quotes, um, is trying to be a superhero for kids, mm-hmm. right? And want to have someone to look up to. Well, the good guy can't lose to the, the monster. You know, good has to triumph over evil. Well, so supposedly... Huh? We had another monster he lost to, but well, Yeah, but supposedly that was the reason why Goldberg defeated the fiend at the super showdown yeah no one else thought that, that should have happened yeah no i agree but bray Wyatt was like i'm a company guy whatever vince says that's fine yeah um <clears throat> and vince went along with it and they reported there were reports coming out that they tried to tell goldberg all right you'll keep the title um until SummerSlam." after mania it's like whoever we give you rumor is that it was supposed to be jeff hardy versus goldberg for the title at mania that would have been weird and goldberg was gonna win 
hold on to the title until SummerSlam, where Roman Reigns would return. They have their match that was supposed to take place yeah, at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns wins. Goldberg said, no, I'm not wrestling anymore this year after WrestleMania. Wow. Yeah. It's like, uh, here are well, my, here's okay, my dates. So, here's uh, you're paying me. What was all this said? When did he agree on this, I wonder? Because it's like, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm this, just going based on what I've heard. Yeah, so that's he was supposed to drop the belt to So he was originally Roman. supposed to drop it to Roman at WrestleMania. Um, but with plans backing out, Goldberg refused to work another date. He was like, no, I'm after WrestleMania, I'm done for the year. Yeah. You know, contact me next year and let's see what we'll, we'll you are going to contact yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But well, you're kind of like a golden goose if you think about it because they need you for um Saudi Arabia yeah stuff. So I'm just like I said I'm going based off off of what I've heard that uh you know Jeff Hardy was supposed to be the replacement Goldberg said no WrestleMania is my done. That's that's the point where I'm done. So they said okay, well we got to get someone who's going to carry the the title and so they went with Braun Strowman um but this match god it's bad like <coughs> spear what? spear 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 yes and then uh, power slam power slam power slam power slam pin one two three yep that was the match but what i'm thinking is that there were a lot of matches or i say a lot there were a few matches on this card that needed a crowd mm-hmm you know, the Otis and Dolph Ziggler one, the Rhea Ripley match, Drew McIntyre's match. Triple threat for the belts. Yeah. Those needed a crowd to really appreciate the action that was going on. If I was in the crowd and they, like, if they had WrestleMania as planned, still in an arena with 78,000, and they went out and had Braun Strowman and Goldberg put that match on, I would have been pissed. People would have booed. Yeah. I'm like, really? So Braun Strowman just completely no-sells four spears, gets up, hits four power slams, pins one, two, three. The match is over in two, three minutes. Like, that makes no sense. Braun is the new Goldberg. I mean, I'm okay with that because he's a full-time guy. Yeah. You know, but like... For the past, what, two, three years? We've been like, dude, when's Braun's time going to come? When's it going to happen? When are they going to give him the opportunity? And he finally gets his crowning achievement. He finally gets that moment. And I'm sickened by it. I'm like, I don't, this is, no, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. I'm happy they got it, but it wasn't like the way that we wanted it to be. Well, one, there was no build, which you got to have a story to tell. And... You know, Triple H in that interview saying, well, don't worry, we have a way of explaining it, making it seem like it was going to be some sort of storyline to take Roman Reigns out. There wasn't. There wasn't. It was just an announcement. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, now facing Brock Lesnar, or not Brock Lesnar, now facing Goldberg for the Universal Championship. I wonder if they talked it out and and him and Goldberg like, hey, we're going to do these moves in between. I don't know. Wrestlers do that, right? Or yeah. the writers yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah. them which moves to do. No. Okay, so that's weird. But how can you? I mean, think about this from Braun Strowman's like angle. Like, it must feel awesome to be like, 
hey, guess what? Now you're fighting Goldberg. You're going to get the title out of nowhere, like days out. You know, yeah. they could have, he could have planned it better. And the, well, and that's what I'm saying. Like this should have been one of those big moments for Braun Strowman. Yeah. But the match itself was so garbage. Yeah. That it's like, oh. And you know, the, the crazy part is even if he wanted to do the Goldberg thing, like, he, oh, I'm going to do these power slams and you're out. Mm-hmm. That won't fucking stick. Yeah. That will not. If he's going to drop it to Roman, <laughs> well, he's not going to do that shit. He's and not going to do thing. shit. Yeah. I think what we need now is a heel Braun Strowman. Yes. The the, the title has gone to his head. You he's, never fought a monster like me. Well, they, That's what he they, said. He said that. Too. Yeah. Um, and I think this is going to lead back to Roman Reigns coming back. Honestly, I think Braun needs to turn full-fledged monster heel, destroy everyone in his path. Yeah, bring back Nicholas and he can kick him in the face. That would definitely <laughs> get heat. That would. Yes. Drop kick a child. Yeah. Um, and then you have Roman Reigns come back, lose at SummerSlam, and then get a rematch a little bit later on. Yeah. Because everyone's going to be expecting Roman Reigns come back and win the title. And I feel like if you do that, the fans are going to turn on Roman Reigns again. I mean, I, I just feel like they are. So if they come back and Braun Strowman you know, goes Brock Lesnar mode all over Roman Reigns, just throws him all over, destroys him, wipes him out, and then you can build Roman Reigns. Yeah. You know, get the get the crowd behind him a little bit. A little bit. So that way they'll be excited when he defeats uh, Braun Strowman. But anyways, uh, that match was just so bad. But the, the Sami Zayn Daniel Bryan match I thought was okay. Um, the John Morrison. I, oh, sorry. Going back to that, yep. I like the relationship with Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. Yeah, how they're like they've bonded. Uh, hey, man, that's that's pretty cool to me. Paul, hey, man, hey, dude. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then what? What's the group for the artist collection? What is it called? Collective artist collective. Artist collectives, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like all those guys. I really yeah. do. They're all really talented yeah, individuals. They are. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that Sami Zayn didn't go out there and have his you know five-star match that he was known for in NXT because he is trying to be a chicken shit heel because on uh, SmackDown, he was like, you know, it's been it's been months and no one has even touched me. And so that's kind of what he's, he's doing. So I, I, I think it's it. great. It's super chicken shit, and I like it. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got a really good match, triple threat ladder match for the <laughs> SmackDown tag titles after Miz was this sent home. This is a home. first. This is a first. Yeah. So the SmackDown tag titles were defended in a singles triple threat match. What? <laughs> yeah, very strange. So, I mean, this is one of those unusual circumstances, you know. So Miz sent home with a fever, mm-hmm. not feeling well. Uh, so they pulled Jey Uso, they pulled Big E from this match. So it was a triple threat ladder match for the tag titles. And, man, they went to town. Yeah. It was a really good match, really enjoyable. I like the finish, the fact that all three of them pulled the, the titles yeah. down and then Morrison was the one who yeah uh, snuck away with that it. That may lead uh, to, like, another rematch. <laughs> yeah. Between them all or one on, uh, you know, versus another tag team. Mm-hmm. Um, my niece loved Kofi. Yeah. All his moves and stuff. And his and hair. She, and her hair, too. And his hair, I mean. <laughs> he, she loved his hair, so. I like it. Yep. Um, after that, we got to see Kevin Owens going up against Seth Rollins. How did you feel about all this, like, two matches they had? 
Um, I mean, I consider it to be one because it was a a finish. Um, this is one of those matches, and there were a few of these matches that I liked the fact that there was not a crowd. Yeah. Because you can hear the trash talking. You can hear everything oh, yeah. that they're no. saying to one another. I liked it. So, I liked it a lot. Uh, and I'll I'll jump way ahead on Raw when uh, they showed the Drew McIntyre and Big Show match. I absolutely loved that. A lot of fans did not because it's like, oh, it's Big Show. Why is he getting a title opportunity? Whatever. I loved it because, it, to me, it was a champion's test mm-hmm. from the Big Show. Oh, yeah. Because throughout the entire match, he's like, you think you've got what it takes? Do you have an, you know? Do you have enough in the tank to, to get up on your feet and keep fighting? Like, he was challenging him. It was like, I want to see how far you can be pushed. Yeah. And I absolutely loved that. As far as character development, that was great because Drew McIntyre, you know, getting his ass handed to him. And at one point, it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z where he's getting pushed to the point that he switches off to, to Super Saiyan. Yeah. And he's like, you've pushed me to this point. You know, like Gohan. Mm-hmm. You pushed me to this point. I'm powering up. and I'm about to kick your ass. Yeah. Like, I love that. I thought that was great. And if there were, to, if had there been a crowd, we would not have heard any of that. No, so, I agree. So for stuff like that, I am those elements. I, I agree. I am totally okay with him not being in front of a crowd. So the Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins stuff, um, the the trash talking, I thought was really well done. Uh, the match, the match itself was okay. I like the big spot that Kevin Owens got. He got to have his WrestleMania moment that everyone's talking about. Yeah, and he got the win. So. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any big issues. You know what's so crazy? Like, I still think the stuff that Seth Rollins did uh, online and stuff, it made him a dick. Well, yeah. And uh, But there's always parts of Seth I liked. I didn't like like him. Like He's, like, super awesome. He's very talented. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away, but taking there's everything always away. something about him I didn't like. He no longer has street cred. Thanks a lot, Tyler. Yeah. I do kind of like the Messiah thing that he's doing. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it was weak how they treated him on Raw, just giving him an NXT guy to beat. Like that—that that was dumb. That was weird. Yeah, that was stupid. Very. But um, we already talked about Braun Strowman defeating Goldberg, becoming the new Universal Champion. Um, let's talk about this Boneyard match, man. <laughs> the Boneyard match. We get boned. <laughs> would, you like, would you like to? <laughs> would you like to ride the bone train? Oh my God! Okay. <clears throat> so, as I said before, at the very beginning, we I were had, opposite. We were opposite. I had really low expectations. I was had high expectations. I was getting pumped for it. And you're like, eh. Well, because you know me. I'm worried about camera angles and, and believability and all that stuff. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> like, I thought the, the entrances were cheesy and corny as hell. Yeah. Um, you know, the, fact, the fact that AJ Styles comes out of a coffin and his music's hitting, like, come on. Like, you don't want none, though. That, is, <laughs> that was so bad. And, like, this, <laughs> and like he poses, and it's like, AJ Styles. I'm like, it's like, oh. the, it's like the It's like the cream cheese. I mean, no, so not cream bad. cheese. It's like the spray cheese. Sometimes it's good. You know, you like that. No. You know, no. And I didn't think it was that bad. And here's here's one of the issues that I have. As cool as it was to have The Undertaker come in on a motorcycle to Metallica, we're not going to be able to hear that again on the replays. Oh, really? Yeah, because if you go back and listen to... if like Go back on the WWE Network, 
to like WrestleMania 19, 18, something like that, when he was the American badass and he came out to Limp Biscuits rolling. They don't play Limp Biscuits rolling. You see it. You see Fred Durst on the Titantron. I bet it's weird. But I they bet play, that's weird as hell. But they play a different song. Really? Yeah. They play the Ministry of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so with the replay of the one where Fred Durst is singing, obviously they play it on that one okay. because he's doing a live performance. Why can't they get the rights to that? They would have to pay a lot of money. Uh, They'd have to pay money like every single year that they use it. So they're just like, screw it, just put it in a different theme I gotcha, song. I gotcha. No Whatever. one will, yeah. will care. Except there's people who do care. Yeah. People who notice these things, and it drives them nuts. You'll never get that moment again. Like, okay, a couple years back, Undertaker versus Triple H, Undertaker enters to Johnny Cash. Huh. Do you remember that? No. Exactly. He did it. Wow. He came out to Johnny Cash. It's so crazy. You'll always have those moments in your head. You never see it again. Just yes. like the New Day in the ice cream uh, cart. And exactly. Skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're talking. I'm talking about musical licensing. You're talking about skeet, skeets. That totally makes sense. <laughs> I'm just saying you'll never see that moment again. And no. like the, the original moment. It was <laughs> Right. Thank you. Thank you so much for making my point. <laughs> you you are welcome, sir. But no. So Undertaker comes out to, to Johnny Cash, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, what was the song? God's Gonna Cut You Down or something like that. So he that was his entrance I want to say I barely remember that. Now I'm like thinking hard about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, But they went back and just put the Undertaker's theme on it. So this is going to be one of those things where you're going to go back in a year or two to rewatch this match, you're not going to hear Metallica. You're going to hear something else. Man, if you want those songs, not like Metallica, but like uh, Limp Biscuit, you got to find which year you got to find game, like the game had it in there, <laughs> um, and you can play it. Deep cuts. So that's the that's the one issue that I have whenever they switch up music for WrestleMania because it's like, dude, like you're never you're never going to be able to experience that moment again. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, you might. You might. Some people might have streamed it and, you know, recorded it so that you can upload it later. But that'll probably get taken down for copyrights and all that. I love the punching noises. The Oh, edit. my God. Yeah. The. I'm like, dude, come on. No, I know it's ridiculous, but I thought it added to it. In my opinion, I was like, okay, cool. They didn't, they didn't do it for every punch. No. They did it for a lot. I was like, it worked for me. I know it's cheesy, but I'm thinking. This is not a match. Is, I'm thinking this as that was a super cheesy, a cinematic fight, C roll movie. That's that's what, I, and it wasn't a top tier one, but for what it was, I loved it. Even yeah. though the cheese moments, the cheesy crap, mm-hmm. I loved every bit of it. To be honest with you, yeah, I will say, I disliked how they portrayed the Undertaker in the beginning, where. AJ Styles had the upper advantage and was like kicking him around and like why it just seemed a little too weak for me but once he teleported behind AJ Styles sitting on the tractor like that was the undertaker that I think everyone 
I don't know. I, I actually liked it. I mean, maybe I didn't see it as weak. I liked how AJ was beating him up, and I'd also <laughs> I liked everything. There's nothing I didn't like, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of nitpicking here, yeah. but like once once Undertaker teleported behind AJ Styles, I loved every bit of it. That's when uh, my niece was like, "How did that happen? He has powers." I was like, "Yes, yes." That's the same like the second night. She didn't understand the John Cena Bray Wyatt stuff. It's like he has powers too. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." It's like how many people have powers? I was like, two, <sighs> maybe three if you count Kane. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he you know he's also a mayor, so yeah, but uh. Yeah, man. I mean, it was cheesy and hokey, but I also really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, and man, I loved, I loved, like I said, the fact that there wasn't a crowd. Mm-hmm. You can hear the talking between the stars. And I will say I appreciate the fact that their cameras didn't pick up all of the audio when the stars weren't facing the cameras. But on another end, I wish that they would have gotten it. Because, like, if you're going to go sound effect punches and stuff like that, if you're going to add to it, make sure you have all of the audio. Yeah. You know, like, if AJ Styles turns away from the camera and says something to The Undertaker, we need to hear what he's saying. Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah. Like, hey, Undertaker, what do you think about that? You know, you need to be right up on it. <laughs> hey, fuck face, come here. Sure. <laughs> That's what I he mean, said. Yeah. So, and I loved, at the end... With AJ, like, please don't bury me. Please don't bury me. And uh, Undertaker picks him and is like, like, come on, man. You took that beating like a man. Don't go out like that. Like, I freaking love that part. Yeah. With Undertaker being one of the most respected men in the business. Yeah. Telling him, dude, you fought one hell of a fight, dude. Don't yeah. don't go out like, like that. You know, go out as a man. Take your beating and go in. You know? Like, I, for whatever reason... I absolutely love that part. Yeah. Like that was that was my favorite part. Yeah. You know, not the attempted murder where he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna throw you off of this building and you know, kill Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. But the yeah. you know, it felt more real because yeah. like this is a legitimate tough guy, one of the most respected guys in the in the business, telling you, Listen, man, you put up a hell of a fight, you know, it's it's just I was the better man. Yeah. You know, take your beating like a man. I almost expected him to be like, after this is over, I'll go buy you a beer. First round, <laughs> first round's on me or something like that. Yeah. And then he threw him in the in the grave and buried yeah. him. And he's alive, and apparently. He so is alive. He's on he Twitter. Had, he had yeah. his hand out. So yeah. uh, I saw one comment that was like, I wish instead of AJ Styles' hand just sticking out, it was the too sweet symbol. <laughs> like that would have been a uh, that would have been agree. a funny little cheesy I touch. Agree. Yeah. But uh, or if it's both of his hands and his gloves are connecting. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny too. Uh, but I guess they wanted a more whatever. But or it could be the middle finger, like "fuck you, Taker." Yeah, go out, go out on your back and yeah. be a, be a rebel. But overall, it was a really enjoyable. Yeah, it was a very enjoyable match. Like, and I even messaged you at the very beginning. I was like, "Oh God, this is going to be bad." But then I was like, "You know, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's actually pretty enjoyable." And yeah. by the end of it, I was like, "All right, you know what? This was actually really good." And I'll agree with some of the comments that I saw online where. They're saying this is how Undertaker should have his matches going forward. Cinematic? Yes. Go the cinematic route because you can't have him. You should not have Undertaker, who's 50-something years old, doing top rope dives and doing all that. Like, save that for the editing room. Yeah. Like, present him in this style 
which is more of a badass. But you know style. he would want to wrestle. Wrestle. Well, yeah, absolutely. Did you get to catch that uh, special about him? Because I, I did not. Oh my god, I'm I am ready to watch all that. Like it looks. You did or you didn't? Watch I did. It? You did watch it. Yeah, it was like a 15 minute preview. It's like a series, so it's oh. going to be multiple episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was just like a preview, and man, it's going to be a little weird. It's going to be similar to Why? whenever. Well, okay, so it's going to be similar to watching the Stone Cold podcast with the Undertaker. It's you've grown up watching this character for so long. He is a man who has respected the business. He has hold, he's held this character so close to the chest that he didn't want to be seen, you know, like outside of character. Yeah. And so for him to come and sit down and talk to Stone Cold Steve Austin in his normal voice and he has that southern drawl a little bit, it's kind of just very strange. Like it's like Oh, it's weird. It's weird seeing you without the makeup and the hair and the hat and the bro. You know, yeah, it's, it's different it's your, times. You're though, so, you know? and it is. So for him to sit down mm. and be like, "Let's talk about the character of the Undertaker," and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like yeah. the last person you would expect to say, "Let's talk about the character of the Undertaker," and it's the Undertaker. <laughs> so. You know, it's it's just not, and the fact that they showed Vince McMahon talking about the Undertaker, like, oh my God, like they have they have completely turned the business around to where now they are acknowledging that they are characters. They are acknowledging that was that's crazy. Like, what this, about, like, it, it's going to blow my mind. Seven years ago, six years ago, it wasn't yeah. like that. No, no, and it's just oh my God, like it's to this day, it still blows my mind that they are that they are having these interviews on their network yeah. talking about, well, I went to Vince and pitched this idea and it just didn't work out. And I'm like, <laughs> this is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I love it. Well, it's great. One of the reasons why I love wrestling. Yeah. Stories. Um, so Undertaker gets the win and I loved it. It was universally loved. Only a handful of people. That wasn't a real match. So uh, get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, Dude, and this is the thing. Wrestling is storytelling. Mm-hmm. The match is what tells the story, and that's exactly what this was. Yeah, the boneyard, it, it's, the it's, boneyard match was storytelling. It's different things too. I mean, it's storytelling, but and and I know they expect wrestling. They want wrestling like moves and stuff wise, but mm-hmm. it, it's a different form of it. Yeah, and I'm a person who likes a lot of things. I like comedy wrestling. I like serious wrestling. I like high flying action. I like you know the cinematic stuff. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. Now, <laughs> uh, I just dip my toe in the water and I like it. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, Jeremy Borash was the person who directed this. By the way, and that's the dude who helped Matt Hardy with yes. the compound that's stuff. Why, and that's I think that's one of the reasons why the fans are loving it so much is because it was shot. It was, there were a lot of similarities. <clears throat> yeah. Between how. Matt Hardy stuff has been shot and how this match was shot. So I could definitely see the, the similarities. Can we find out whose cemetery or whose yard it was or whose I don't place? Know. I don't know. But uh, supposedly it was shot all in one night. Yeah. And it was like eight hours worth of Ooh. shooting or something like that. They're like, all right, Break time. I'll be in my trailer. Pretty much. Hey, let's get that blood yeah, you know continuity going. That was cool too with the arm. I thought that was a dig at Goldberg. You thought so? Yeah, because originally Goldberg did that in WCW, sliced his arm, 
and had to get surgery. God damn. Yeah. Did not know that. He was like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> also, he likes to headbutt doors and yeah, bleed. Make him, make him so bleed. Yeah. Do you bleed? So all in all, honestly, like I looked at the card for WrestleMania when they finally announced what's going to be on Matt what's going to be on night one and what's going to be on night two. I'm like, dude, night two is stacked. But night one, to me, was much more enjoyable overall. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the night two. Night two, like, you you look at some of the matches. Like, you had Randy Orton and Edge. Uh, you had John Cena and, and uh, Bray Wyatt. Drew McIntyre, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Rick Fl- uh, Charlotte Flair <laughs> versus uh, Rhea Ripley. Rick Flair. Like, you're looking at these and be like, wow, these are, this is a stacked card as compared to night one. But in my opinion, night one was better. Yeah, I see that. Uh, so that takes us into night two. Uh, kickoff show, Liv Morgan defeats Natalia. Again, I didn't see it. So. I don't know. It was, it was a I'm weird sure it was thing, fine. and who cares? I saw someone compare Natalia to a can of soup. What? It's okay. good. People like it, but it's not what they prefer. <laughs> God. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> it's like, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm, it's fine. Good. Not my first choice. <laughs> not the thing I would prefer to go for. Uh, okay. Okay. If it's there, yeah, all right. Got uh, a soup? Yeah, I guess I'll take it's like, it. Would you rather have gumbo, a steak, or you know something else? Steak, or you want? Or you just want like a bowl of canned soup? Steak, please. Or would you rather homemade soup? You know, that's. I want of, gumbo. I want. The, I don't. I don't like gumbo. You don't like gumbo? I don't like gumbo. I love gumbo. I don't like rice. I don't like beans. I don't like gumbo. They don't like you. I don't. That's fine. I don't <laughs> Get away about, from me. I don't give a shit about rice or beans. I don't like crawfish. Yeah, I can eat it. Only because I worked on a crawfish farm. Oh, yeah. And that was terrible. So, let's go into night two. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. And I will say, out of the three women's title matches... Oh, I'm sorry. The four women's title matches, including the tag team titles. This was probably the strongest storytelling that happened. Because they went... They sold the story of Rhea Ripley's leg. Yeah. The action was fine, but... Charlotte made intent to go after the leg of Rhea Ripley throughout the entire match. And throughout the entire match, Rhea Ripley sold that her knee and leg was injured. She was slapping her kneecap. Stupid leg, come on. Like, I, like, I appreciated that. Um, I don't like the ending. The fact that Charlotte Flair won and, you know, Rhea Ripley had to tap out. Um, so Charlotte Flair is the new NXT Women's Champion. Now, does this hit? Does this count towards her title reigns? Because she's like, oh, I'm the ten time Women's Champion. Does this count towards it or no? I would say no. I would probably say no either. Um, but rumor has it that uh, rumor has it that Rhea Ripley's work visa is coming towards an end, so she had to leave to go back to Australia. Wow. So that she can refill out the paperwork and all that. Not yeah. sure the truth behind it all, but that's just something that oh, I okay. saw. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't, like Charlotte's a, a decent wrestler. She's, she's she, the queen. She works better as a heel. Yeah. But <clears throat> when like, she's a heel and she's wearing heels. <laughs> heel, heel. Heel, heel. But um, I don't know. I, I thought that would have been one of those showcase moments. Rhea Ripley, here's the future kind of stuff. Yep, but nope. 
nope, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Let's give her the win. Okay. Um, a match that no one really cared about, Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. The only thing I liked about was the ending when he kicked him in the head. But, like, it was Bobby Lashley dominating the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that great. And Lana, no, 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 hit a spear. And he's like, okay. And then that's what led to the finish. And Bobby Lashley seemed upset at Lana. Oh, shit. Shit and piss. Piss and shit. <laughs> How are our fuck flowers? <laughs> um, Aleister Black ends up getting the victory. After that, we got to see an okay match between Otis and Dolph Ziggler. But, yeah. again, the storytelling is what made the difference. Um so we got the yeah. on on SmackDown, and I thought that was going to happen like after the match or something. The fact that there was the reveal that Sonya, you know, Sonya and Dolph were the reason we why didn't they figure didn't. out who's the person who leaked the footage. It was that you know that circle or whatever that's been appearing on SmackDown. That's what revealed the truth. What the fuck is that? It was a mysterious hooded figure going. You know, I told you the truth will be heard. Clicks on a mouse on their computer. Who do you think it is? Uh, I saw a rumor? I saw a rumor that it was uh, Mustafa Ali. No, oh. because of you know he comes out and he's got the circle on the light circle light on his hand. So sure. I was like, well, that would make sense, but it also wouldn't. I be put really cameras on everything. He's yeah. also a creeper. He put cameras in your bathroom. Yeah, so watch out for that. I'm in your house. So we found out on SmackDown that. Ziggler and uh, Sonya Deville were behind it all. Yeah. Which I would have had happen after the match so that Sonya or Mandy Rose would have uh, turned then on Dolph and Sonya. Because um, I thought that Otis was going to take the loot, the loss, but he was going to get the girl. So I was right in that aspect, but uh, he ended up getting the victory oh, yeah. after help from Mandy Rose. And, um, you know, it was just a feel good moment. And that was one of those where I felt like the crowd would have really appreciated it because this this has probably been the best told story <laughs> on SmackDown yeah, yeah, yeah. in a long time. I agree with you. And I'm really curious as to who has been behind it all because it's been so well done. Like yeah. You actually care about these characters. You care about Otis because he's a big, lovable oaf. I care about them all except for Tucker. Don't, give a, don't give a shit about Tucker. Hey, Tucky. Tucky. Stakes and weights. Tucky. Meet weights and you uh, work lift, out with stakes. Lift shakes. And shakes. Shake weight. Master shake. Shake weights. Uh, but Otis does end up getting the victory. Yeah. After that, we got the second longest WrestleMania match God in WrestleMania history. Damn. 36 minutes. And this is the reason why I hate last man standing matches. Because they take four ever yeah. to get through it or takes ever. so long to get through these matches you hit one move the rest got to count to 10 which takes 30 seconds the guy stands up they do another move the guy falls down the rest got to count to nine like oh my god get it over with you know it's so funny when they went out to the weight room yeah and he was choking edge with that strap that supposedly caused a lot of controversy why because that's how chris benoit died he hanged himself with some workout equipment. Uh, yeah. So, that's not good. So people were thinking that was a reference and not... You, I would feel like that wasn't a reference. They just did yeah. it. Yeah. Because they stay away from everything Chris Benoit. Yeah. But no, what I was going to say was... Okay, so it's in between those um, 
what's it called? Uh, Barbell. Bar- no, what was it where you do uh, squats? Whatever. Sorry, I don't know the terms. What, uh, you're not a muscle-bound jockeyhead? Yeah. <laughs> but they were walking in between. I was like, you're going to hit that bar with your back. Because <laughs> they, were, they were right in between. And he was trying to walk around. And so as a referee, yeah. I was like, you're going to hit that. You're gonna hit that bar, and it's gonna hurt you. <laughs> but it's gonna get you. Yeah, but no, it's the um, I was in and out with that match. I was playing Animal Crossing and watching. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. One of the one of the complaints that I heard, uh, you know, it was an incredibly long match, but this was also a pre-taped match. So mm-hmm. at any point when they go through a a hall hallway door or something, you could have shaved off five ten minutes. Yeah. Like that whole mat, that whole brawl that they had inside the meeting room with the long table and all the chairs, you could have cut that out entirely. No, you couldn't have. You could have. Yeah, have the full match. No. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. You could have cut some of it out. No, 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 no. You need to see the full the full thing. Holy crap! This all thing. of it. Like at one point, and I saw uh, Matthew of Botchamania make this po- this point as well. At one point, the match was going so long that I wasn't focused on what was happening with the fight. I was just looking in the background, like, oh, look at that. Oh, they got all this cool stuff. Check that. <laughs> like, I could see all of their extra T-shirts. Yeah. You know, like, whenever they get ready to go perform or something. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I need my I need my shirt before I go up to the ring. Yeah. Here it is. Like, they had an entire rack of them. And wow. I had the picture and the shirts underneath. Picture and the shirts underneath. Uh, I saw where they had the spare ring equipment. You know, like, it was... It was just such a it long match. Something. <laughs> um, Edge got the win, which he should have. Yeah. But, God, this match was so long. It just took forever to get yeah. through. Um, you know, and, again, I hate last man standing matches. If you're going to do this kind of match, just have it be, you know, a street fight or yeah. something. So you can shave some time off. Like, because when they have to stop every 20 seconds for the ref to go, one... Two, three, yeah, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh oh, he's getting up. He got up. He's up. Yep. He has to go to nine each time. He's got to go like or eight. But I mean, that's just. You know, anyone who's watching is like, oh my God, you just wasted 30 seconds of my time. Mm-hmm. Imagine doing this 25 times. Because <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. It was super long for sure. I, I hate last man standing matches so much. That's my least favorite gimmick match. For the most I part. I want a last man laying down match. <laughs> I saw Kayfabe News, and I love Kayfabe News. If you're not following them on Facebook, you should. They posted a uh, record time for first man standing. <laughs> like the bell rings, they're both laying down. First person to stand up wins. All right, match is over. Damn it! One point two five seconds. Congratulations. I won. So, um, Edge ends up getting the victory, and uh, there was just so much that I don't even really want to talk about all the match. <laughs> okay. um, Street Profits defeat Angel Garza and Austin Theory to retain the Raw Tag Team titles. And like this is one of those where I feel bad because like the Street Profits are like hugely popular. And they're having their first WrestleMania in front of nobody against people who shouldn't even be going up against for the title. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. Um, the SmackDown women's title 
elimination match. It was whatever. It wasn't. It wasn't even okay. I didn't. I, I didn't enjoy attention. it. Um, Tamina got knocked out first. Naomi got knocked out second. Sasha got knocked out third. Lacey Evans got knocked out fourth. Bailey got the win after some help from Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Sasha. Um, then we got something. Oh, uh, my niece doesn't like Bailey. So I don't like Bailey. Like, why? She's like she's no good. She's low down, dirty girl. Yeah. <laughs> so she will voice who she likes and who she doesn't like. That's for the best. Uh, after that, we got to see another enjoyable cinematic adventure: the Firefly Funhouse match. At first, it it was weird, like cause I didn't know what was going to happen. We yeah. didn't know what he came out, and I was like, "Me and Daryl, you were ever talking. taken acid before?" <laughs> well, before he teleported into that, he was like. It, his facial expressions coming out it looked weird because he was like you know uh what am i doing and there's no one here like this crowd you know he was kind of acting a little weird that's what it seemed yeah. like but then he got teleported into the fire fun fl- f- blah, 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 what fire fun house firefly fun house damn it yeah um then after that we all started tripping balls <laughs> uh okay so he first was by the door with Ramblin' Rabbit, right? Mm-hmm. And then what? I don't even know what Ramblin' Rabbit said. But then the door opened. Do you remember what Ramblin' Rabbit said? I do not. But then he um, went to, to the door to follow Bray, and then that's when all the crazy shit started happening. We kind of got a life and times of yeah. John Cena. came out, and I appreciated the fact that it was like John Cena going up against his ultimate fears or failures. Yeah. You know, it's like, what would have happened if he went up against Kurt Angle, went to throw that first punch, and Kurt Angle just ducked. Ruthless aggression. With? (laughs) Ruthless aggression. With? Ruthless aggression. With? That was pretty funny. Yeah. Like, it was one of those where it's like, had he not landed that shot on Kurt Angle, yeah. his entire career would have been completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, we might not have gotten John Cena. Yeah. So, it's one of those where it's like, man, that w- that was a make or break moment for John Cena. And then it was like, okay, now I you're- remember watching that moment. Did you ever, did you watch that? I don't think I watched when it, it aired, live. I did. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And so, um, so after that, we got to the Doctor of Thugonomics, where it's like, what would have happened if he had to read off of a scripted rap that's just not funny kind of almost teasing how they do with Roman Reigns well he did some like stuff that I thought was funny some of his raps and stuff yeah <laughs> the, 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 the nuts or whatever I forgot and he had the planters nuts but he was talking about his uh, Bray Wyatt you're nuts. a slut for success and you're blowing every opportunity yeah. you get I like that yeah and as uh, the Vince McMahon doll said, this is such good shit. That was I'm... on the head. <laughs> the nail. You know, they hit it right on the nail. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, oh, my gosh. The inside joke is out. I bursted out with laughter. <laughs> I wonder that. if he laughed, too, Vince McMahon. I'm sure he did. Well, because they, uh, they had to approve it. Yeah. So, I also surely. like the Husky Harris reference. Yeah. I'm, uh, too bad he didn't become Husky Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have to have short hair, so it wouldn't <laughs> do any good. But he was the he was the other Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Bray was the Bray Wyatt before this Bray Wyatt. Previous incarnation. Yeah. And then the WCW stuff, man. 
Well, before we get into WCW, uh, let's talk about the Saturday night main event. <laughs> John Cena yeah. just like cranking those arm weights. Yeah, yeah, brother. I gotta I gotta stop, dude. Like I gotta appreciate John Cena. He's like what, forty three, forty four, something like that. I don't know. Dude is jacked. Yeah, hell like, yeah. I was looking at his abs, I'm like, oh my god, dude, that guy's in his forties. It's like I want and that. And he is just like ripped to shreds and but I was like, I was cracking up the fact that he just like he couldn't stop doing yeah. the the arm movements, and uh, I appreciated the fact that he was using the old like the oldest lines in promos yeah. ever. Yeah. It's like you'll pay for the whole seat, but you're only gonna need the edge, brother. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like that is such a throwback to you know yesteryear's promotions, like yeah. monster truck rallies. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Like, <laughs> like good lord, dude. But I, I I thought it was great, and then the similarities going into WCW, where you know John Cena came out as a member of the NWO, basically emulating Hulk Hogan, because that was a crucial point in wrestling when Hulk Hogan turned heel. Here's the guy who was beloved by the fans, and he's just turned heel. This is the guy who. You know, made America proud. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, you know, drink your milk, do all that stuff. And now he's the bad guy. Well, this was the opportunity for years. People were saying, turn John Cena heel, turn John Cena heel. They never did it. Well, the only time he was heel was Dr. Thugonomics. Yeah. But other than that, whenever whenever he became Super Cena, he never turned. Never. And so for them to clamor for years and years and years we want him to turn heel we want that to happen do this and they wouldn't they refused and so that was something that he had to face like what would have been had he turned heel as you know the super cena gimmick or whatever and then uh then he had to face himself as uh whenever he faced uh bray wyatt at wrestlemania 30 yeah like that was the moment the crowd was clearly behind bray wyatt they wanted him to be put over and John Cena did not. And he did not swing the, the chair to get himself disqualified or whatever. But whenever How he... How did you feel for Bray Wyatt returning to the old Bray Wyatt? I thought it was time. a nice that, touch. That time. I thought it was a nice touch. I didn't have any issues with it. But um, I like the fact that John Cena this time went to swing the chair. He's like, I've learned my lesson. I've got to put you down. But it's been too late. It's too late. The Fiend has overtaken. He has become too powerful. And... All that's left is John Cena and Bray Wyatt is the Nightman, <laughs> and he's and he's paid the troll toll, <laughs> so you know what he gets now. Yep, the boys hole. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying? The boys hole. It's supposed to be boys soul. Yeah, that's what I said. The boys soul. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, so the fiend delivers the mandible claw, the Mister Rogers style. Um, Bray Wyatt counts to three. John Cena is erased from existence. We can't see John Cena. For now. You can't see me. And uh, the he's, Fiend... He's lost in the void. He's a mindless puppet. The Fiend is your victor. Victor. And that takes us into the uh, the main event of WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. This is another one of the supposed to be those crowning achievement moments. Like, God, what a, what a redemption story for Drew McIntyre. And I feel so bad that he didn't get to have that big moment for him, you know. But, I mean, he did get a bit. He got a big moment, but it wasn't, like, the big moment, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um, But this match, 
I felt was kind of it was, eh. yeah. I mean, it was similar to the like there were too many matches where it was like okay, they could have done something completely different and it would have been a lot better. But um, for what it was, it was fine. Drew McIntyre got the win. You know, the right person won. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it was fine. We did find out that later there was an extra match for WrestleMania uh, 20 minutes after with the big show. Yeah. Um, forcing Drew McIntyre to face him. And we already kind of talked about that. But um, all in all, I'd say WrestleMania as odd and unusual and unique as it was it was still fairly enjoyable yeah i would have loved again i would have loved for the majority of it to be in front of a crowd mm-hmm. i would have loved to be able to watch it with my friends mm-hmm. and, um, and, but no, it's just, and no gronk and hey, absolutely no gronk and no titus o'neill for that matter matter of that fact, that was weird by the way that was very weird matter of fact let's just do away with the wrestlemania hosts because there's no sense in having it Unless you're just wanting to kill some time, don't do it. And if you're going to have... Well, if you're going to have a host, it need, needs to be Jeremy Piven. No, it doesn't need to be anybody. <laughs> just joking, just joking. It doesn't need to be anybody. That's a, a joke. Yeah. Summerfest. Summerfest. Let's have him for Summerfest. Yes. He can be, he can be at Summerfest. He's the only no one at Summerfest. Him. Yes. You don't need a host. And I would have I would have appreciated if they made a second video package for night two. As opposed to showing the same video package to start yep. WrestleMania, that was kind of like, well, that was that's, this is kind of a waste of time, <laughs> but whatever. That's just nitpicking. All in all, I thought it was okay. Boop. Um, dang, we're already having a long show. Uh, we haven't even gotten to our interview with PCO, so let's uh let's let's just run through Raw real quick. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. One thing that we didn't talk about for uh for WrestleMania was Bianca Belair coming out oh yeah making, the, about that. making yeah, the save yeah. after the win uh she was made she made an appearance but first uh oscar defeated Liv morgan yeah uh the street profits versus angel garza and austin theory rematch. rematch rematch this ended in a double dq uh zelina vega versus bianca belair that ended a dq then it was a triple threat or three on three street profits and bianca belair defeat angel garza and austin theory and zelina vega so it looks like bianca this belair, is a big time for austin theory it, I mean, it really is, but it's also kind of like a, you're our third pick. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's like originally it was supposed to be uh, Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. Well, that didn't happen. Then it was going to be Andrade and Angel Garza versus Street Profits. Well, that didn't happen. So let's go to uh, the third guy. You know, let's go to the option three. Austin Theory. Austin Three. Theory. 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 Anywho. So it looks like Bianca Belair has been called up to the main roster. That's one of the big surprises. Um, Apollo Crews has come over to Raw from well, it's, SmackDown. It's, weird. it's like last minute trade picks they they've this, been holding on the to. The way that they they what? way that they worded this sounded so weak for Apollo Crews. Yeah, it was like we had some draft picks that we've been holding on to that are coming to an expiration. So we decided to use one on Apollo Crews. That makes it seem like we could have had this guy on our on our team all year long had we wanted to, but we don't really want him. But since we kind of have to use these coupons, <laughs> like yeah. go ahead and give us Apollo Crews. Like Apollo. that that to me felt so cheap and so weak. Um, but man, he went out there and got to put on a performance with Alistair Black. 
Uh, that was a really good match. Aleister Black did end up getting the victory. Uh, after that, we got to see Ricochet teaming up with Cedric Alexander to go up against Oney Lorcan and Danny Burch. Uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander got the win. Uh, Seth Rollins defeated some NXT guy, which I thought was the wrong decision. I think he should have gone up against someone and just like demolished them. Yeah, uh, he's he's supposed to be angry that he lost to Kevin Owens, and instead he's just going out there and just having a match with a guy. Uh, we got to see the return of Nia Jax defeating Deanna Perrazzo. Eh. I really don't care. Like I don't either. I agree with you. And they're like the highly anticipated return of Nia Jax. I'm like, one, you didn't advertise it, yeah. so how can anyone anticipate it? Two, she didn't announce when she was coming back, so how can her fans anticipate it? Three, I don't care about Nia Jax. Simple yeah, as that. Yeah, I don't. Simple storytelling. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, after that, we got to see Umberto Carrillo going up against Brandon Vink. That Brand- was the guy Brandon that's from Vink? that was uh, in uh, ROW. Cool. Yeah. No one else knows who he is. Remember, he they've been using him like for the last like couple of rolls. Yeah. And then we got to see the Drew McIntyre Big Show match, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, going over to AEW, we got to watch a little bit of that and. Uh, I know you missed the the last half of it. Yeah. But uh I mean it was still a very like it's amazing what 10 people standing next to the ring cheering or booing can do. Yeah. Like it's incredible how much that makes a difference. Like whenever we go to our local promotion and they and the fans are just being quiet, it's just like come on guys, like make, God, yeah. you make a difference when yes. you're clapping, when you're cheering, when you're booing. It makes the a world of difference. Yeah, that's true. So, because there's also wrestlers we knew and then wrestlers we didn't know. Yeah, that were in there. And I'm totally fine with having people that no one knows. Just be like, yeah, these are wrestlers hoping Dude, to get be a big freaking break. Amazing if like okay, because there uh, was word on where it's been taking place. Yeah, and if like you lived in the neighborhood and stuff, yeah. like please, can I just be in the audience? Yeah, I'll just be a guy. I'll, I don't have you can test. I'll keep you can my, test my temperature. Yeah. Keep my distance and everything. It'd be good. You don't even have to pay me. Yeah. I just want to be on TV. So we got to see Lance Archer defeat Alan Angels. And we thought it was. What's his name? I don't know. Oh, we thought it was the Young Bucks friend. What's his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Cut, Brandon Cutler. That's yeah. what I thought it was. At first, yeah. Uh, boy, how enjoyable was Chris Jericho on commentary? Oh, yeah. He was having fun. He. Okay, he just might be the best wrestler, period. Yes. Because he constantly reinvents himself. He's always finding ways to either get the crowd to love him or hate him. Mm -hmm. He can do just about everything. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And Mm -hmm. the dude's 50 years old. Yeah, yeah. And he's still going out there and, like, it's just crazy. And one of the things that I heard is, like, he went out there and he put over everybody he did he did he did even the people he didn't like he was like you know what i don't like this guy but he is a damn fine competitor yeah it's like that's what you need to do yeah in my opinion he's the smartest man in the business yeah one of the i I saw one person comment that was like if jericho ever retires from entering competition put him as a heel commentator oh yeah like that would be a throwback to mid 90s jerry lawler Mm -hmm. where he's just just crapping all the guys and, yeah. and everything. But, you know... He, I have never seen a wrestler his age, maybe... I mean, kind of Matt Hardy, but, like, uh, that's reinvented himself over and over and over and over 
You know, just he's like, probably the most the most reinvented character I will, in wrestling. I'm jumping for you know the different things because last week when I told you I listened to different podcasts, I also listened to Corey Graves and uh, the John Cena stuff, and mm-hmm. John Cena was bashing people like they don't think people can get over these days and stuff. And I said last week it's because of management and stuff, and yeah. it's not because people are trying. And also with all the stuff going on, I know he's a movie star, but he hasn't room to talk either because he hasn't even changed himself either. Yeah. He's been the same person for years and years. Didn't literally the only thing that changed about him over the years was the t-shirt design. Yeah, that's it. You know, Jericho is so successful. Yeah. With all this. Yeah. So, um, uh, Got to see a really good match, Hikaru Shida going up against Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. I felt like this match Woo! was only emphasized by the blood of mm-hmm. uh, Britt Baker on her nose. Yes. Like that was just gnarly. Uh, I know it was not intentional, but it looked really good on TV. Yeah, um, it really played into her character. I love the post-match interview that she had. Yeah. It was like it's yeah. a good thing that she didn't go after my teeth. Well, what am I talking about? I could fix it because I'm a dentist. And it's like, oh yeah, you're a dentist. We know. But uh, you know, shove it in your face. I, I love the fact that they're building uh, Hikaru Shida because she's very talented. Yeah, she's loved by the fans. Mm-hmm. She's been the number one contender for a while now. Uh, and Britt Baker got over. You know? Yeah, she went out there and had a really good match. Uh, showed some color and showed some character as well. Uh, then we probably got to your favorite match of the night. <sighs> well, before that, the build match, up for it was incredible. Yeah, oh my god, so hilarious because. I knew about the match because they promote it on the social media. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, Omega and uh, Michael Nakazawa mm-hmm. versus Best Friends. Mm-hmm. But before all that, they were in a trailer, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa talking about what's going to be their names you know, for a tag team. And, and Michael's like, hey, check this out. How about Best Friends? <laughs> he goes, well, we already have a Best Friends. They're a crowd favorite. We can't do that. Like, so we, like, we can change we it. We really are Best Friends, though. It's like, you're the EVP. You can change it. All of a sudden, the bathroom door opens, and Orange Cassidy is walking through like, what the hell? And they're like, well, Orange, how long have you been there? And then the Best Friends come through the regular door in the front. It's like, we heard what you said. And, you know, Trent's breathing. He's, he's breathing <laughs> like... so mad. Yeah, he's so mad. It's like, we heard what you said. You call our friendship into question. <laughs> How dare you? Is this our livelihood? I challenge you, sir. And they're like, you're the EVP. Put this on the line. Whoever wins gets to keep the <laughs> best friend's name. <laughs> they left, and it's like, I was like, I guess... Mike, uh, Kenny's like, I guess if we win, we're the best friends now. And then Orange Cassidy goes back into the yeah. bathroom. Chuck points to the bathroom. He goes back into the bathroom. <laughs> and then Kenny's like, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. But it was a fun little comedy match. Yeah, it was. Um, best friends ended up getting the victory, as expected, yes. thankfully. But like, Michael Nakazawa had the uh, baby the string. Oil. Oh, yeah, that too. Or the whatever you call it. And then he was putting that on people's faces. Ugh. He hit Trent with it, and then he missed, and then hit Kenny with it. But yeah, the baby oil. Oh, Sean Spears was scouting. Yeah. And the whole time he's like, why is he have, why do you have the baby oil? You know, he's a foreign this, object yeah. ref. Those 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 chops that were just <laughs> sliding <laughs> off the chest. Lancing off. That was pretty good. That I was liked smart. that. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, we got to see Brody Lee yell at his minions for not dressing in their suits. See, I didn't get to finish watching. I watched that part. But so what was the job he had for one of the minions? I don't know. They didn't show? I don't think so. Okay. Um, He's I, good at talking, man. He is. He is. I don't know how I feel now about them continuing this I'm going to be like Vince McMahon 
kind of thing. Like, I feel like he should be his own character. Yeah, he should. And, and we like, don't know if he's actually supposed to, be, if he's going to be like that. Yeah. And, and he it, may come off to us, but do we know for sure it's supposed to be like that? Yes. How do you know? Arn Anderson's come out and be like, it's exactly that. Oh, okay. Whereas, like, bro, like that's how Vince McMahon really is. I, don't know, well, I think it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. It's kind of getting away from the the whole how the Dark Order was. Yeah. But eh, it's not like breaking it for me. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got a really good video package for John Moxley and Jake Hager. Their match is going to be next week. And I don't know if you can believe this, but it's going to be in an empty arena. Oh, God. An empty arena match. That's going to be so weird. Oh, shit. Imagine what it's going to be like with no fans in the <laughs> arena. I don't know. We've never seen this before. So, sorry, in my head, going back to the Brody Lee thing, like, so that whole you can't eat before I eat, that's a, a, a legit thing that If Vince you sneeze made. around him, he's going to get pissed off. That's why he was so hesitant to, like, move WrestleMania. Because it's like, I don't get sick. Wow. I'm gonna tell you, and we'll go more into it when we're when we're doing the uh, when I talk about. I mean, I guess both of us when we do uh, the dark side of the ring. I'll set it for a little later. Yeah, I'll talk more about Vince and how of a nutcase he is. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, we got to see Matt Hardy challenge Chris Jericho to a match at the Hardy <laughs> Compound, the Elite Delete. Um, Brody Lee defeated Lee Johnson. Then we got to see a quarter fat, quarter Whoa. final match for the TNT quarter pounder championship. Cheese. Cody versus Sean Spears. Uh, Cody ended up getting the victory. Which we talked earlier about the, the weak pin. sauce pin. Yeah. So how was the audience though? How uh, Sean fine. Spears got must got replaced. Who was replaced him? I Who don't replaced know. Him? Okay. I don't remember. But uh, it was fine. It was a good episode of uh, AEW. Yeah. Um. On uh. NXT. On next. I didn't write it down, but uh, just because there's been so much for us to talk about this yeah. week. Um, Io Shirai won the ladies' ladder match. That match was insane. Io versus Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, that match was insane. A lot of spots. A lot of crazy bumps. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, they did talk a little bit about the uh, the Finn Balor-Walter match that's going to eventually happen. Yeah. Um, there was more, but... We want Walter to chop the shit out of Finn Balor like Walter chopped the shit out of PCO. Yes. Um, the main event saw the, the final battle between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, and this was another cinematic storytelling. Uh, really? It was not a traditional one-on-one huh. match, you know, in front of no Was Edge and Randy Orton there? <laughs> right. Um... It was odd. It was odd for sure because they brawled all around the arena. Uh, they brawled to the outside, up on top of a truck, back down, back inside. And it, the the thing that I did not like was the commercial breaks. Yeah, I felt like if they they would have been like, folks, we're going to take like three commercial breaks in a row because you don't want to miss a second of this match. Yeah. Um. But there were there were like three or four commercial breaks during this match. That was a long match. It took you out of it. It's just kind of like, okay, well, they're just going to stop. Whatever. We come back. They're still fighting. Did, did Killer Cross do anything with this? Did he interrupt her? He did not interrupt. He was involved oh. at the end. Um, at one point in the match, this was close to the end, Candice LeRae comes out, gets in the ring. It's like, can you guys just knock it off? Like, 
I hope you're happy, Tomasa. You have made me hate my husband because of this feud. Because you guys have not been able to stop fighting one another. I now hate my husband. Kicks him, kicks Johnny Gargano in the balls. So you're like, oh snap! She just cost Johnny this match. And she's like, I hope you're happy, Tommaso. Gets out of the ring. Tommaso kind of like kneels down to Johnny and it's like, dude, why? Why are we doing this? Like you can tell, like he's kind of like, why are we still fighting? Like we just need to put all this behind us. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. So they kind of stand up together, and Johnny's like, no, nah, man, I'm sorry. Cancelleray comes back in, kicks Tommaso in the balls. Johnny Gargano reaches into his pants, pulls out a cup. He's like, this is what you've done. This is what you brought it to. Finishes off. Johnny Gargano gets the win. Uh, Johnny and Cancelleray are now heel. They go out. Good, finally. They go she out. is a heel. Yeah, they go out into the parking lot to get in their car. And not everyone noticed this, but a few people did because it was on the internet. And I saw it. As uh, as they're walking to their car, there's another car with the windows rolled down. Inside, Killer Cross and Scarlet. Oh, uh, that's gonna be the next feud, probably. So they get in their car, drive off, shows, and it, and the thing that I really appreciated was the fact that the camera did not stop. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't like they walked so off. So that will be the faces. Killer Cross. I the, don't know. That's weird. It's gonna be weird. But they they drove off. That was the end. I don't end even know scene. what Killer Cross's name is going to be. Hitter Cross. I don't know. Uh-huh. You can't have Killer. You can't. You just can't. Killer minus. Herder Cross. Killer minus. Die. Killer. Kill. Die. Multiplication. Die. I don't know. Kill. Die. His name is X Man. Kill. Die. Die. <laughs> <clears throat> You're listening to an exclusive interview on WNS. All right, folks, joining us on the show this week, former Ring of Honor world champion, the one and only PCO. Welcome to the show. Hi, what's going on? Oh, man, we're just uh, so happy to talk to you. So happy to talk to someone right now because of the global pandemic that's going on right now. So uh, we certainly thank you for your time. I know uh, the world's in a bit of chaos right now, but I know you sometimes thrive in chaos. So we certainly want to thank you for uh, for coming on to the show today. Yeah, man, it's, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so for not everyone who knows your history, you've been a part of uh, WWF at the time, now WWE. Uh, you were a member of the Quebecers. You were part of WCW as part of the Amazing French Canadians. You've been an ECW, NWA. You even retired back in 2011, came out of retirement in 2016, and has since worked your way up to becoming Ring of Honor World Champion. I mean, that, that must have been a cool feeling because I know you stated in a previous interview that when you were 14, you wanted to be champion. So what was the feeling like when you actually became Ring of Honor World Champion? Actually, uh, it was pretty emotional. It was pretty uh, rewarding. And uh, it was uh, worth all the effort and all the setbacks and all the uh, failures that I uh, had to go through along my career. And... uh, all all those things, the good things, the bad things, the family support, the family non-support, depending on the time and depending on the decisions that I made, uh, friends not believing in me or people not believing in me and people thinking I was crazy and all that kind of was in my mind with flashes 
you know, poof, 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 poof. And uh, for, it's like if my life was like uh, unfolding in, in front of my eyes, like a movie. But it lasted like just uh, a minute or two. But I could have seen or felt every single emotions, every single struggle and good times and bad times. It was such an amazing feeling. That's awesome. And, you know, I've, I've actually, in preparation for the, uh, for the interview with you, I watched one of the documentaries about you, uh, you know, what all you have overcome in your career. And I know they say age is nothing but a number, but to be at the age of, that you are, to be the guy for Ring of Honor to say that is our champion, that's got to have a special meaning towards it as well. Yeah, it does. But you, you really have to, to do a lot of things in order to be able to uh, perform uh, the way that I do. I'm very tough on my body. And uh, wrestling has evolved so much over the, the last decade that, uh, you know, like during that pandemic like that, you know, I, I got between two and three workouts per day. Basically, it's, it's all about the wrestling business. It's nothing else, you know, a little bit. Of the, you know, I'll spend some time with my 11-year-old daughter, but most of the time it's 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 thinking about a great video, a great vignette, something that would help, you know, enhance even more this character and uh, make it out there on the universe and make it more popular, making it more an attraction, making more an attention, making more this and more that, and just just totally writing about it and thinking about it and coming up with ideas about it. It's a, it's a full, full, full 24-hour, seven days a week time job. Absolutely. And I know, unfortunately, with the global pandemic that's going on right now that, you know, you're not able to perform in the ring. And I know for a lot of wrestlers, that's got to eat them up inside. But I have seen a lot of wrestlers on social media posting that they're able to work out more. Not they're, Obviously, they're not taking a whole lot of bumps, so their bodies are feeling a little bit better because of that. So how are you dealing with this uh, crisis that's going on right now? Are you getting a little stir crazy? Or are you kind of enjoying a little bit of time off? That's a little bit crazy. It's kind of tough, but also I enjoy like uh, a few more days per week with my daughter that usually I wouldn't have. Uh, I can work out uh, in my own gym more, but I don't have where do, where do I set up my ring, my training ring. Uh, I don't have access to that, that place because it's been closed down by the city for the pandemic. So I don't have access to a ring that bothers me a lot, but as far as uh, weight training and conditioning and things like that, uh, everything's under control. So it kind of makes, you know, my days and uh, the Monday night PCO and that's Joe. Uh, so far we've been able to shoot things still during the pandemic, you know, uh, or, really careful and uh trying to be you know six six feet apart and be really really careful with with uh, the COVID-19 but here in uh Canada Montreal and in Quebec the province or the state where I live uh it's um 50 percent of the case are coming from elder person you know like uh where they live at so mm-hmm. now they've been concentrating uh, a lot more on them and trying to distance them a little bit more and to have more uh, medical 
staff around them and to try to test them more. I think it's going to give a little break eventually to the other people in, in the city and all over the place. You know, they're, they're going to concentrate more where they see where it's coming more, like 50% of it. So, But it's hard to tell, you know, when... We're expecting a peak here in Montreal, Quebec, for uh, April 18th. So that should be the peak. But as of now, uh, people going to the hospitals uh, on intensive cares are the numbers are going down or stable for the last two three days. So there's uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. It should, I think, by the summer we should be good by June, June or July. And hopefully uh, everything goes back to normal fairly soon. Has, yeah, I think, has, yeah. Has yeah. like, uh, have you checked on any of the other wrestlers, or has like they checked on you, or have you checked on Deathstro or stuff like that, and see how everyone's doing that's in the company? Well, the thing, uh, the thing is that me and Deathstro were not too far apart from each other. We're probably fifteen minutes apart from each other. I didn't go there with my car. Actually, we train every day together, so we. I've been to, I don't know, that's probably the only guys, that, him and my daughter are probably the only people that I've seen throughout that confinement, you know, the lockdown. But, uh, yeah, so, but I've, I've been in touch with uh, Marty a little bit. I've been in touch with some of the people working in the office a little bit. I've been in touch with uh, some of the boys here and there, but we're, we're all on the uh, the wait, and we can't can't wait to start back. So when things do uh, go back to normal, and you'll be able to turn to the ring, uh, who do you want to face? Do you want to go back after the ROH title or someone else? Yeah, I'll probably go back after the ROH title. I know I got like a uh, they have to give me a, a rematch. That's that's always the case uh, when when uh, you lose a title, you always have a chance for a rematch. But other than that, you know, I think everything was going in a way and everything was planned accordingly to what was planned. But with that pandemic, things can change on a snap of a finger, you know, like maybe new ideas will emerge, maybe uh, new new ways of doing this business. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just expecting something really good for for pco i'm just uh i'm just thinking that that's uh this thing's gonna be good for me and it might have been good for wrestling too because i think uh, once uh, it's all said and done people will have been locked down for so long that they they will go to every show and they will massively show up and uh they're gonna be so excited because they haven't done nothing in a while yeah that's what i'm hoping for actually and uh as far as opponents and things like that they, i i really don't i'm not the type of guy that i have like a certain guy on my my bucket list or or mappings like things out or anything like that i fully concentrate on what i can control and uh i just I concentrate on the end result of what I want to accomplish, and I just uh, let this beautiful life uh, <laughs> uh, putting me through this incredible adventure 
and I'm trying to uh, enjoy every second of it. Very cool. And I know the fans are certainly looking forward to when we can return to a bit of normalcy, but, uh, you know, you are, you are looking forward to the, uh, the future. But uh, this past week, I don't know if you're familiar with the, uh, the Vice television show, The Dark Side of the Ring. They recently talked about the Brawl for All tournament, which you yourself were a part of. Uh, so I was wondering, uh, did you watch the documentary? And did anyone reach out to you about discussing it? Or uh, what did you think about being in the tournament at the time? Uh, everything I've watched it, I had uh, a lot of people reaching out to me. And uh, uh, at the time, you know, uh, when I got the call that I was, that they, they said that Bruce Pritchard called me and said, Vince got a great idea for you. And I said, yeah, he's got a great idea for me. What is it? And he said, I said it's called Brawl for All. And then he went along with the whole concept. And I thought to myself, that's such a great idea for myself. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I went along with him. I wanted to show that I had the guts to do it and I was not afraid of anything. And uh, they... Gave me Dr. Death right away. Uh, the guy got a tremendous reputation. I had a tremendous reputation for being a, a shoot fighter, a bar fighter, a uh, four times All American football player. Then they, I mean, everybody was so, so much on to the hype of Dr. Death for this, this thing that uh, I. I was nervous, you know, I didn't eat all day, but I had, uh, I, I really thought I could win that whole thing, you know, I really, in my mind, even though, like, uh, they just called me the day, uh, a week before, like, I couldn't train, and I didn't have time to train any combos as far as uh, boxing combos, no, like, double jab, uh, hook, or, I didn't have any, anything drilled, you know, I had no drills. I went in there with just my instincts, basically, just just trying to do the best that I could, but no training whatsoever because they called me the a week before the tournament to put me in that position, and uh, I did I I did the whole fight, you know, toe to toe with Steve, and um, actually he was probably more afraid of me than I was afraid of him. <laughs> Because just before my fight, uh, Hawk from the Old Warriors came up to me and said, uh, SNPCO, uh, Steve don't want to hurt you badly. And you know how Steve is. So when he just hits you, would tag you with the glove, just take a dive and <laughs> just don't get up. I said, what? You really want me to take a dive? No. <laughs> no. Just go back to Steve and... Just tell him he's in for the fight of his life. I don't care about him. I don't really, I'm not afraid of him. And so that was it, you know. And uh, after that, Steve Williams never, we never got along after that. It was, uh, it was always that he hated the fact that I didn't take the deal. I don't know. I just felt like we, we had uh, a little heat there. And uh, Steve was a bully anyways. I've seen him bullying a lot of guys, uh, young kids in the dressing rooms and things like that. So uh, certainly I wasn't going to take uh, a dive for him. And uh, the whole thing, so many guys got injured. Like Jim Ross said, like it didn't do any good like for anybody. But uh, I, was, I was hoping that I could go through and get four wins and 
get $200,000 and uh, get a big push out of it. But, like, uh, actually, this thing was designed for Dr. Betsy Williams to go against Steve Austin at the time. And had you had you won, we would have known that you would have uh, then gone on to face uh, Butterbean at WrestleMania. How well do you think you might have done against him? <laughs> I, I've seen Butterbean like uh, well, first, I think uh, Bart would uh, he went straight up to him. You know, he should have uh, danced for a round. You know, try well. We we don't know. We didn't know nothing at the time. Now I got to. Uh, no, over the years, I got to talk with boxers and with George St. Pierre, who's a good friend of mine. I trained at him with like, you know, five or six months in a row when he, when uh, during his career. And uh, we played hockey together, ice hockey. And, you know, he taught me a lot of things. So I think with Butterbean, you got to gas him up, gas him out, you know, get him out of breath before you start making, you know, start to attack him uh, hard, you know. So I think uh, Bart didn't know what he was doing, you know. Because I've seen Butterbean here in Montreal. He, was, he lost against a guy that he shouldn't have lost against him, but the guy just, just danced around him, made him work, made him work, made him work. Eventually he gassed out, and the guy just tapped him out. But it was an MMA fight, which Butterbean's more like a boxer. In a boxing ring, I don't think a lot of guys could have beat uh, Butterbean at the time. I think he was probably the top boxer because he was doing like only four rounds boxing matches. He was not doing 10 rounds. He was not doing 12 rounds. He was doing only the four rounds. So uh, he had an incredible like uh, record, you know. So I think he, he was a real tough guy. You know, he was really good at it. Definitely a hard hitter, that's for sure. And I know you've wrestled oh, with uh, with plenty of injuries throughout your career. You, you know, in the documentary, uh, it showed an x-ray of your, one of your ribs cracked in half, and you said you yeah. could not stop competing because it's too much fun. So I was wondering, what has been your most painful injury from the from being in the ring, or what's the worst pain that you felt? Uh, one night against Vader, I, uh, I had a few. I had a lot. You know, I, I remember one night I was wrestling Vader, I don't know where though, but it was just a it was a house show, and I just did like from running on the apron and just coming with a double axe handle on him outside of the ring, and my left leg kind of slipped and uh, I just torn an ACL, oh, and I was in pain, and I was I was telling like Vader just the okay, gates go home, let's go home, and he kept on like one more move, one more move, one more move, and then. <laughs> And uh, and then after a few days, you know, I felt like, okay, maybe I can't go with three ligaments, not too, too painful. So I did a full year without getting that surgery. And eventually when things got, uh, you know, slowed down, and, uh, then I decided to get the, uh, the ACL uh, surgery. This was done by uh, one of the Montreal Canadiens doctors. So it was, uh, it was uh, Eric Lansley, which is a, a, a good surgery, a good surgeon. And uh, that was one of them. Also, when I did uh, the NWA uh, Crockett Cup, when we won the, the Crockett Cup last year in Concord, Carolina, I did uh, the uh, Santon from the top rope on the, uh, the apron. And uh, I don't know, it was not a proper ROH wrestling ring, and uh, it was no padding at all on that side. It was straight on the woods, and 
my back like really was like serious pain and uh i barely made it to the final like i made it to the final it was three matches that night so that was against i've injured my back against the briscoes and they semi main we won the first match and we went against the briscoes and then we went on the final and then uh that was i had a bad shoulder yeah i had a bad shoulder and i had a bad back uh but it all worked out good. So like maybe like the next morning, sometimes it's like oh, it's like nothing happened. So I've got a very good body that can recuperate like pretty quick, and also I got a high tolerance to pain, which that's why I'm not human. I'm I'm curious about the morning after from your match with Walter because the picture that circulated around the internet, you have probably the most bruised chest I've ever seen. And I can, I would not pay enough money to not be you that ne- that next morning. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, actually, uh, it wasn't that bad the next morning. It was worse uh, <laughs> the night of the show. Basically, I almost got up and uh, showed my chest to a lot of people the next morning, and they were quite impressed that a lot of the bruises uh, had gone out. Uh, on the span on one night. It was pretty impressive. And, uh, well, it was all worth it. And uh, I got such a huge rush of adrenaline that night that I didn't feel anything. It was a crazy like, match for sure. I didn't feel anything. Yeah. So I know you're just taking life one day at a time and uh, you're just along for the ride. But would you rather retire again or just go until you can't? No, I said about going until I, I cannot go. It's just about achieving things, you know. It's about uh, just things that I wrote down when I was, you know, a kid, and then I uh, reread them like later on, and I kind of made like goals, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you adjust your goals and things like that as life goes on and as you get older. But there's things that I I did refuse those goals that they were not going to happen. One of them was to become a, a world heavyweight champion for a major company. That was one of the goals. The other one was to become also or be one of the greatest attractions in pro wrestling of all time. And I feel that I haven't accomplished that task enough yet. You know, I really want to draw a massive crowd, good ratings, great gates and um i feel i still got that to accomplish in order to retire so it might take six months a year two years but it's really not about all long but when things are gonna appear is like uh i would like them to appear you know i just just a matter of achieving well we'll certainly be rooting for you we certainly appreciate you coming on the show and hopefully uh, this uh, pandemic will blow over and you can return to the ring so you can uh, continue entertaining thousands of fans around the world. And uh, I hope you have a great night. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And we certainly want to thank PCO for coming on the show this week. Really yeah. cool. He's awesome. Now going into uh, the hot topics, uh, we did get to watch uh, the recent episode of Dark Side of the Ring, like we f- uh, mentioned in our interview with PCO. The Holy shit. Let's talk Holy about that. Holy shit. It just started. The, the Brawl for All started because Vince Russo hated 
Bradshaw because he thought he, Bradshaw was so fucking tough and he he could oh my god he's he wanted to get back at him pretty much yep I mean it did happen but holy <laughs> shit all the stuff that it caused the injuries uh, injuries um, ruined pushes ruined pushes and it's like holy fuck like I always knew Vince Russo like sucked yeah but I didn't know all of his history and I don't know all of his history I know certain things you need that, to know all of his history like I know he ran like certain things into the ground WCW um this for WWF um holy shit <laughs> oh my god um I don't even know where else to start uh so many things happening so many people that are part of this tournament I mean okay I guess he first he pitched it to Vince Vince loved it yeah all the other people did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone else did not. But they promised whoever wins this $75,000. Yeah. Um, God. Uh, and a future you know, feud with like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, which that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> uh, the person who won it didn't get anything. Pretty no, much. That's, that's just because, I don't know, man. That just proves that. At the time, the point in time, that very clickish, mm-hmm. and they they couldn't think outside the box. No, that's that's pretty and fucked they, up. And even though they wanted it to be a shoot fight, they were trying to control the scenarios. They couldn't. Yeah, it's like, well, you're wanting these people to actually go out and fight one another. What's going to happen when the person you want to win doesn't? Yeah, and they didn't think that far ahead. I guess. But I mean, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, you know, they they talked to Draws, which was to, sad to see Draws. Yeah, it really was. Um, there's a lot of people talked to Bart Gunn quite Bart a bit. Bart Gunn. They, I mean, he was he ended up winning the thing. Um, went up against Butterbean at WrestleMania. Dumbass Jim Cornette. Yeah, Jim Ross, uh, the now, Godfather. No, I know you say dumbass Jim Cornette, but there were a few things that he said that you agreed you know with. What's a, you know what's so crazy? I agree. I yeah. mean, uh, and that's just, one of the things that I've noticed on this show. He doesn't talk like he does on his his podcast. He's more sensible. Well, yeah, I guess and so. stuff and um, yeah, no, because I agree with what what he said. You know, uh, Vince Russo Russo <laughs> ruined so uh, he ruins so yeah he ruined a lot of things mm-hmm. and I agreed with him. Yeah, I really did, which was <laughs> really nuts. That I agreed <laughs> with Jim Cornette. I was like, how odd though. Yeah. Because they Vince Russo, they said that uh, Jim Cornette left him tons of voicemails, said he's going to kill him and all that stuff. I was a little like, well, extreme. Well, that's extreme because he, he said that he wanted to kill Orange Cassidy. Um, <laughs> but um, did he say he wanted to kill him, or did he? Oh, want he didn't want to kill him. Die. He hoped he want he he hoped that Orange Cassidy died. He yeah, he didn't want to kill him. He want yeah, still bad. Said, still yeah, equally as bad. <laughs> but um, nothing good comes from that. <laughs> no man. And I just couldn't believe it. And Dr. Death, his career didn't go uh, as planned. As planned. Bart Gunn's, you know. That should have been a, a good he, moment for him. Yeah. And he was a victim of what? Circumstance? Mm-hmm. Is that he what wasn't, you call he it? wasn't supposed to win the thing. And he went out and did. They're he like, did. oh, you wanted yeah. to be a shoot fight? I went out there and fought, and I won. Yeah. And they're and, like, well... And pretty much fucked up didn't want you since, too. too, they agreed later on to have Bart Gunn versus Butterbean. Yeah. And Butterbean was like, you know, I'm a I'm a skilled fighter, and he's not. 
he's talking to Vince. He's like, you know, I'm going to hurt this man. Mm-hmm. And Vince is like, ha, 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 yeah. Dude. <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. Like, talking about earlier about Vince and all that stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. Vince wanted this to go on. And, like, you hear all these stories about Vince. And it's like, I mean, yes, you've created a... Uh, uh, an empire with WWE, yep. but deep down, I think you're fucked up, Vince. I think you're pretty fucked up in the mind. A little bit. And, like, I don't know if... And this is me just shooting on this, and, like, I don't know if, like... Pew, pew! Uh, we gotta shoot! I hope you don't corrupt your grandchildren. Yeah. I really do. I really hope you don't, because I think... You're, you're a super successful business person, but I think you're a super fucked up person, too. Yeah. So... It, it's he, nuts. He teeters on that on that line of sanity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, for um, sure. I mean, man, I, I, I think I think Vince Russo is a piece of shit. <laughs> I think Jim Cornette is a piece of shit too. But I agreed with him with the stuff what he said in this episode. But at the end, man, Vince Russo said, "Man, I didn't want this stuff to happen." With a fucking smile on his face. Yeah. Well, like, I didn't want anyone to get hurt. Like you wanted JBL to get his. Yeah. You did, and it did happen. You you liked it, then later on you took. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, he seems a little he, hypocritical. Is he pretty much is he blackballed now from the wrestling industry? I don't know because I thought he was for the longest after the WCW stuff and WWE and TNA came along. They fucking hired him to, <laughs> to do some writing. Yep. Like what? Why? And be on air too. Like everyone should know. Stay away from this man. Mm-hmm. Because they said in there he wanted that event. When he came along, they said he didn't know anything. He just wanted it's wrestling to be like Jerry Springer. Jerry Springerish. Yep. It was trash TV. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. And if you go back and look at the Attitude Era, there was that's a lot trash of that. TV, yeah, it was. It, there was a lot of stuff that today you would be like, "Oh my god, really?" I would. I, I really like that. Uh, Triple H being Undertaker, but I'm not Undertaker. Being Kane, but he was like groping a dead body in a yeah. casket. Like that? Yeah. Yeah, there were a few things where it's kind of like, mm, yeah. it's kind of a dark spot on wrestling that they mm-hmm. they don't talk about, but it happened. And that's one of the things that I really oh, I like hope about your this. kids, Triple H, do not find that. That's one of the things that I really like about this series is because it, it shows those dark oh sides. Oh, gosh, man. Like, I, I want to see the Pinwall stuff. I haven't watched it yet. I really want to see the New Jack stuff. Oh, yeah. I've got all that saved. fucking crazy New yep. Jack is. Episodes one and two were the Chris... Uh, of season two, I should say. Uh, it was the Chris Benoit tragedy. I want to Epis- see if I can find a meme. Episode uh, two is New Jack. Someone posted about something about Jim Cornette huh. and what he says now about wrestlers, but what he said about New Jack. Oh, yeah. That was the thing I sent you. You sent that to me? That That tweet... Or it's like, so let me get this straight. He hates he hates uh, when people try to expose the business, but he has no problem explaining how to uh, properly blade. Yeah, that like was that. it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so episodes one and two, obviously the Ben Wall tragedy. Episode two, uh, three, New Jack. Episode four, the Brawl for All. So that's been season two so far. Next week is going to be Jimmy Snuka's girlfriend dying. Holy moly. Which, that's going to be insane to it watch. Is. Um, so, one thing. Also, another thing I've noticed is when there are certain people that come in, they'll give a little tiny backstory yeah. on people. They Even at the end, they even like told what happened to Draws, mm-hmm. which is so heartbreaking. Yeah. It really is. Um, but, I mean, that just goes to show how dangerous the sport can and, be. D'Lo Brown, he sees it every day. Yep. It's in his mind, you mm-hmm. know, and 
poor Dross. And Dross was okay about everything. Yeah. He seemed okay. Well, I mean, at, at, at a certain point, you kind of have to say to yourself, well... This is my life. There, yeah, there's literally nothing I can do to change this. God. Just got to do the best that I can with it, you know? It made me sad to see Yeah, him. it's sad, but, you know, he seemed to be in good spirits about it. And, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, final bit of Hot Topic news. New Japan have come out and canceled events through May 4th. So it looks like another mo- month before we'll be seeing New Japan in action. Damn. So It may be further than that. It very well could be. I Everyone's hope not. given dates, and when we get closer to it, they're going to assess the situation. Yeah. Like, I think June, July. Yeah. It, it, might, it, might, be a, it might be a while. So... We'll have to see how it plays out, but uh, we certainly want to thank everyone for tuning in this week. Certainly want to thank PCO for joining us on the show this yeah. week as well. Thank you, Ring of Honor, for allowing us to uh, to talk to him. Uh, if you have any questions for us, feel free to leave it on our Facebook page, of his podcast. You can check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you call it. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast. We're on uh, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, Satchel iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So many to remember. Oh my these gosh, days. I get uh, like the end because I I do like the first ones. Like I've been doing that that's for a while. That's just instinctual. Yes, yeah. and the other ones I'm like, oh no, okay, that's <laughs> it. This is three more I add to what I usually say. And you can follow us on Twitter, Dominus Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Dominus underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler, Tyler underscore Abear for the podcast crew. I'm Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Abear, and we will catch you all next week. Thank you.